everybody, welcome to another episode of History Unloaded with Danny and Ashley. And today we are going to talk about lever actions. This time we can actually say the word. <laughs> Which we didn't really follow. In yeah, the we last didn't follow season, that at but all. <laughs> we figured since we talked so much about Winchester and non lever actions, we should suck it up so that I can talk about the Patent Act of 1836. I, I had to bribe her with letting her talk about the Patent Act so that she would talk about the history of lever actions. Yeah. So should we start with that? Go for it. Okay. So, I don't know. The patent process has been around for a really long time. I won't get into that. But <laughs> you're welcome. I think you uh, are getting into that. Ancient Greece, you know, maybe. I think it was ancient Greece. I don't know. I haven't. We don't prep these <laughs> these podcasts. So, <laughs> it was like a recipe or tell? something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, so the idea of patents in the U.S. was not totally unknown before 1836. It was just hella corrupt and, like, messed up. Like, it just didn't really... It worked so well. Um, but I think the first, like, real patent um, in the U.S. was, like, for fertilizer or something. Um, potash, maybe. <laughs> Marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> the um, and so, basically, like, there was this, like, in the late 1700s, there was, like, a committee that got put together for patents. But it was, like, it really struggled. And then there was, like something like fire or something in the this is me trying to remember this patent history but ultimately the u.s government gets its shit together by 1836 to standardize the patent process and so what i noticed like when i was doing patent research is you see a lot of like gun people taking their patents out like in other countries before 1836 like sam colt in 1835 and then once this patent act is kind of around you see a lot more patents take off in the United States. It, it seems to become a much more popular thing to take out a patent so that you own the legal right to something. Um, Sam Colt takes out two in 1836. Um, but what that does is, it, it, in my opinion, is it really fuels the race to creativity for designers because now you really can like own the rights to something. And now if you want to do the next big thing, it has to get around the patent. And Sam Colt like came out guns of blazon in 1836. It was like, the revolver is mine. <laughs> you know, but like yeah. he really did. And everyone was like, oh, yeah, it's. Oh, yeah. I guess I'm going to make some weird horizontally seated cylinder because that sounds like a great idea. Even though there had been other revolvers and like other things. Yeah. He's like, no, nah, it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Because he's like straight up like people will be like, he's like, yes, I invented the idea of the revolver when I was on this ship. And then people are like, but hey, you saw these other revolvers before? And he's like, no, I don't remember that. No, I don't recall. That did not happen. I did not do that. <laughs> it was a hemp. <laughs> but um, what did you say? I said it was the hemp. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what you said. I'm like, oh, go back to marijuana. Um, so, uh, but basically, I mean, that's what happens. And so you get all these crazy looking things like turret rifles and the horizontally seated cylinders. One of my favorite is the Jocelyn chain revolver. I was just about to say yeah. that one. <laughs> Which is literally like a horribly tiny handgun with like a, like a chain. It looks like a bicycle chain yeah. for a cylinder. It's just such a weird idea. But you see that there's like people being like, I want to create an effective repeater because mm -hmm. repeaters have been around since as long as guns have been around basically, but they've mm -hmm. been expensive. They're not cost effective. And so people wanted a, you know, a functional repeater, but Sam Colt kind of was like, I got the revolver, mm -hmm. figure something else out. And yeah. so a lot of them were unsuccessful, but one of the ones that became successful was the concept for the lever action. See, it made sense. And I brought it all the way around. That was 
for off the top of your head, that was really good. Thank you. Actually, that felt I, like a really backhanded compliment. I have to comment how happy Ashley, like how proud <laughs> of herself I she is. Patton it's very cute. So, like, ugh, like patent drawings, get out of here. They're so cool. Anyways, continue. Anyways, so that brings us into the lever action. And the first, well, the first thing that we associate with the lever action, well, maybe not everybody, but that we do here at the museum. Not everybody. I thought everybody thought the same as us. Everyone has to think like us. Um, That's how everybody else feels in this country. (laughs) That was a surly old man comment. (laughs) Um, So the first thing that we associate with a lever action isn't actually a lever action, but it's the Hunt Volitional. And Walter Hunt, is it Walter? I always get confused. I want to say Walter. I think it's, yeah, it's Walter. Um, that was like, I love those. Like the moment you just had, I've had so many times right. where you say something like, out loud uh, and then you're like, wait, <laughs> was that true? Um, so Walter Hunt patents a rifle design and it's the Hunt Volitional Repeater. And um, it just really looks like a big long tube. Um, and that's what the patent was. Yeah. And that's what the patent was for like a under the barrel tubular magazine. And it was the second patent, fact of patents. Um, <laughs> this is great. Uh, so it was the second tubular magazine patent taken out of the United States. Walter Hunt missed being the first by like six months. Yeah, that's, you're like, all right, we're finally going to revolutionize firearms history. I got this great idea. Here it is. Uh, sorry, somebody got there six months first. Yeah. <laughs> so, such a rough moment. Yeah. So he has this design for a gun and um doesn't really work. Like the magazines there, that piece is definitely a part of the gun, but the like the gun itself, it's not very functional. Um, it's not clear. I think he realizes it's probably not marketable, um, but he does convince some other people to um, get interested in it. Uh, sells the design. The design turns into the Jennings rifle, um, which again has a lot of issues. Designed um, by Lewis Jennings. Lewis Jennings, uh, built by Robbins and Lawrence. Um, and there were, and somehow it's the second version of it was modified by, oh, dude, am I getting too far ahead? Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Keep going. Keep going. So then this, so the <laughs> oh, James yeah, I rifle. I guess I like this episode a lot more than I thought. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I'm not sure I want to do this. So I bribed her with Patent Act and now she's into it. Yeah, I'm super into it. <laughs> um, so the Jennings rifle, it still doesn't really work, but it's a little bit more refined. Um, and it goes through like six variations, including one where they just like give up and revert it back to a muzzle loader. Mm-hmm. Um but then a guy comes in and Horace. And what? Was that even a sentence? <laughs> I was trying to say a guy named Horace comes in. It didn't come out at all. <laughs> a guy <laughs> comes in and Horace. Creates the Horace Jennings rifle. The Smith Jennings. The Smith Jennings. Horace, Horace Smith. Smith. Uh, um, that was cute. Jinx, you owe me a woodruff. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I would like to point out I've not had a lot of sleep the past couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Horace Smith of future fame uh, comes in and he works on the rifle, um, creates the Smith Jennings. They kind of get something working. It's still not quite there. Um, but he meets Daniel Wesson in this time frame. And um, isn't Benjamin Tyler Henry like the foreman or something? Yeah, Benjamin around? Tyler Henry's there. I always forget He's how there. is it. He's there. <laughs> He's, He's just, just hanging there. out. It's three dudes. It's, it's like a sitcom. It's just three dudes in a New England apartment trying to make it in the world. Oh, my gosh. I want to see that. It's like so bad. 
You know Benjamin Tyler Henry is a terrible roommate. Uh, also, sidebar, the Smith, the Cole versus Wesson documentary that has haunted my dreams <laughs> yes. for many, many years. Don't, don't, don't they have Daniel Wesson and Horace Smith meeting like randomly at the range and they're like, pew, pew. And he's like. <laughs> Once and he's you like, got there, it's like a Colt Walker. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry. That for for those of you that don't know. Massively entertaining documentary that has got a lot of people into guns, but not very accurate. So when. <laughs> We're going to sidebar pretty hard right now. Okay. When I saw this, my, what I currently do at the museum, get posted for a job. That was a weird way to say that. Yeah, that's super weird. <laughs> when I saw this job get posted and I wanted to apply, I applied. And in doing my research for, like, what is the CFM all about, I found this Nat Geo documentary oh, with Ashley Lubinsky, curator of the Cody Firearms <laughs> Museum. I'm like, I should find out. I like gun history anyway. I was the assistant curator back then. I don't know. So Ashley's talking in this documentary, and her parts are pretty good, but the documentary is a tr- absolute train wreck it's of firearms so history. Um, I, I'm trying to think, did I sign a contract that I would not <laughs> talk I mean, but like, okay, so here's my argument. Like, Roy Jenks is in it too, mm-hmm. and that was, I can, we're sidebarring super hard here because this is a great story of how, like, I met my hero and just got, like, <laughs> crushed, like, two seconds later. Horace Smith and the, or, Horace Smith, <laughs> <laughs> Roy Jenks, and then uh, some other dude that writes about Colts, Bill, Bill. Bill Hosley. I know him now. Okay. So they're also in the documentary. And everyone, like, our stuff is, like, pretty fine. But, like, yeah, I mean, the, like, the reenacting portion of it. It's the people that did uh, Men Who Built America. And, um... And now the food who built America, probably, because that's yeah. a new thing. But um, so, like, but it's just, like, so inaccurate. Like, at one point, Sam Colt holds up a peacemaker, and, like, he was dead when that was invented. I mean, like, and so, but my argument was always that there were a lot of people that didn't know about guns that found the story, the history, really endearing. And I have way more emails of people being like, I looked up your museum. I want to study gun history because of this. Um, and so if they do that and then find out how inaccurate it is, I don't really care. I had, like, two angry men that instead of 12 um <laughs> that were like how could you and i'm like i don't know i wasn't the technical advisor but my my story is that roy jinks whom i just think the world of i met him for like the first time after that documentary came out and i was like oh we have some, we were in that documentary so like we had something in common so i went up to him and i was like hi roy my name is ashley i run the cody firearms museum we were in the documentary together and he was like oh yeah i heard that was crap <laughs> i was just like <laughs> i was like well, I mean, you know, and uh, and now we're friends. <laughs> but it was just like I was just like, oh no, you've been talking to the to the collectors. <laughs> but anyways, we come back to Daniel Wesson and Horace Smith. Definitely did not randomly meet at the range like you see in that. Right. I mean, maybe they did. I don't maybe. know. Maybe maybe they met at the company range or something or yeah. company picnic. Who knows? Yeah. Um. <laughs> so they they start working on this Smith Jennings and realize that the there's some key concepts there that are really great, but the rifle overall is not what's going to work. So they they go to the drawing board and they come up with the Smith & Wesson, or as I like to call it, the Horace & Daniel lever action rifle. Um, and they have like a functional gun that uses rocket ball ammunition. Um, it's what anyone would recognize as a lever action rifle, not some like lever obs- action, uh, not some weird obscure hunt volitional. What? There's what? also the Waterbury repeater, which we never talk we about. Don't, we don't we honestly don't know how it relates, but it seems like it's related. Um, what year was it patented? Not the I, Waterbury. <laughs> oh, Smith and Wesson. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, 54. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, and anyways. <laughs> anyway, so they patent theirs, and then they just, like, don't – they're like, you know what? We're going to go do ammo stuff. 
here's a gun. Somebody buy it from us. Um, and they sell it. Or, well, they start making a few. They make a rifle. Well, they make a couple of the rifles. They build pistols for a while based yeah, on the Yeah, and design. the patent model is a, is a pistol. Yeah. And so they do that for a little bit. And then they decide, you know what? We're more interested in ammunition design. And, and also that pesky Sam Colt's patent's about to expire. Yeah, and that pesky Sam Colt, he keeps popping up. Um, yeah. And so they get out of the lever That's action why it game. was Colt versus Wesson, <laughs> but not Smith. He wasn't important enough. No. Actually, it was really important, but that was about revolvers. Right. Okay. Um, so then the company becomes a volcanic company, and they make these volcanic repeaters, um, which, again – the functional designs there, the big flaws, the ammunition, it's really weak. Um, this is when Oliver Winchester, who is an investor from, he made a lot of money in shirt manufacturing and he decides he wants to get into gun manufacturing and he becomes an investor in the Volcanic Company. Um, Volcanic's sort of failing and he fronts the money to um, buy it out and turn it into the New Haven Company, um, which continues. And this is all within like a few years. Yeah, this I mean, is really, it's like it's really like, rapid it's like fire. 54 is Smith and Wesson Volcanics in the patent. I want to say like 55 is yeah. Volcanic. And then like 50, by 57, 57, it's New Haven. It's New Haven. Yeah, it's like. And um, so they sell, they sort of continue making the Volcanics for a little bit, but again, realizing that the key flaws of ammunition and Smith and Wesson have now invented rimfire cartridges. Um, and well, so, okay, in the U.S. In the U.S. Now, now you're thinking about that documentary because <laughs> that's the one inaccurate thing that I like. The way I said it just makes it sound like there were no <laughs> rim fires before. <laughs> Sorry, Flaubert. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Um, <laughs> so he, they, Benjamin Tyler Henry from his days at Robbins and Lawrence, um, whatever he did there, uh, he's now involved with New Haven and. Uh, Oliver Winchester sends him on the mission to make this a working design. He really just takes a volcanic, lengthens the receiver, and applies useful ammunition to it. And then you get the Henry repeater. Um, And then that becomes pretty successful during the Civil War. They sell 12 or 14 or 10 or whoever you believe, 1,000 guns. Um, (laughs) I like that you didn't even go in like numerical order. You were just popping yeah, around. Yeah. yeah, that's how my brain works. <laughs> um, and then at the end of the Civil War, the New Haven Company has some money behind it. Uh, Winchester takes a trip to France. They're already working on some things that might sort of improve the Henry. And while he's in France, Henry makes a play for the company. And Winchester goes, oh, no, you don't. Doesn't have any of it. And um, he files the paperwork. Henry's kicked out, and it becomes the Winchester Repeating Arms Company. Ta-da. Ta-da. I don't remember when he files the paperwork. Is it 65? Yeah, there's some paperwork from 65 that says – well, it seems to suggest this happened really rapidly at the end of the war, that there was a power struggle. And, and then it became Winchester. Um, and we've got that, like, 67 that mm-hmm. in the collection that, like, is advertised in, like, a foreign right. thing as, like, a like a Henry, and it's, like, crossed out Winchester or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, there's some... There's, it's so quick. It's like... <laughs> and just like that, Benjamin Tyler Henry never... It was there. not an amicable breakup. Yeah, it was, like, um, when they got rid of Chrissy on Three's Company. Sure. 
Some people are going to know what I'm talking about. I don't know if that was not amicable, but like all of a sudden they got rid of Chrissy and they replaced her with another blonde. <laughs> I thought you were about to start talking about Winchester and Henry for a second. No, but you were like, you made a joke about three yeah. three gun designers living in an apartment. Oh, like, and I, I instantly you. thought of Three's Company. Um, and like poor Henry, like he's just like, he Well, does... poor Henry, but he was kind of a dick. Well, okay, but he did something really significant yes. for firearms history and then he just like just... dies like broke. Oh, I thought you were just like, you were using die as like a metaphor and then you like actually met die. No, well, it took him, I it mean, was so a couple decades later, but he didn't do anything else. World. That is like not. Yeah, that's pretty common actually. Uh, but, uh, you know, in the early stages of getting to the Winchester Model 1866, which is the first lever action called Winchester, um, you know, there's just a lot of weird shit that is like patented and like mm-hmm. we've got all these experimental lever actions and one is like a couple of them have Oliver Winchester as the patent holder. Yeah, that's the one thing that, like, Winchester always, in the sort of traditional narrative of this story, he gets pictured, he's just a money man, like, he just sees a company that has potential and he thinks his he'll get return on the investment, but um, from what we can see in the archives and what we have in the collection, it actually seems like he's pretty hands-on. Like you said, he patented a couple firearms things. Um, while he was in France, like, he seems like he was working with gunsmiths in France to sort of tinker on the design, because there's a couple French-built yeah. things from this period. Uh, yeah, so he seems to take a pretty vested interest in the designs that the company Yeah, making. and he may or may not have gotten a cool-ass pinfire that may or may not have come from Napoleon III. Yeah, we have I don't a, know if that's true, but it was the third, right? Gun lore time. <laughs> uh, there's a shotgun in our collection. It is a beautiful pinfire shotgun made in France. Allegedly. Um, that is allegedly a gift from Napoleon III to Oliver Winchester. So not the good Napoleon, but... Not the cool one. I don't know if I say good. Good, yeah, that's true. Uh, so yeah, that's the history of a lever. How the lever action got designed. There's yeah. a whole second half of how other people then take it. And oh yeah, like Marlin, because Marlin. A guy named Browning. No. Savage. No. Okay, just Marlin. Just Marlin. <laughs> Remi- no. <laughs> Sorry, Remington owns Marlin. I had a brain fart there for a second. Uh, yeah, that is a cool, inter- like, other half of the, you know, story is, you know, okay, so Winchester made the lever action, you know, what it was, but then the competitors come into the market. There's a lot of people that come into the market, mm-hmm. but Winchester likes to buy them. Yeah, there's a there's a huge long story of uh, all the people that Winchester bought or I think we maybe talked about that last pushed season. I don't know. out of the lever action market. Yeah. Well, I think that that's, we'll talk about that for another day. Yeah, sounds good. Because I'm tired and I want tacos. <laughs> Shut up, Camila. <laughs> I want the tacos now. For our listeners, it's Taco Thursday at the museum. So It's like taco every day for now at the museum. Is it? It's, uh, they Kyle. just do Thursdays. Oh, I don't know. I don't, I'm never here. <laughs> but I am today. Today I'm getting tacos. We'll talk to y'all later. See ya. <laughs>